podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, it's Chris here from the Gallagate Shots YouTube channel. Just to let you know, as always, this podcast is now part of the 90 Minute Football Network and proudly sponsored by www.pt-4-u.co.uk. Enjoy the episode. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots podcast on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel. We are back with another match preview. Hopefully, our predictions are a lot better this week than what they were last week. Well, not necessarily the predictions, but the result on the back of those predictions. Um, I am joined by Scott all the way from Amsterdam. People will recognise Scott um, from our Football Managers uh, series, which we're doing at the moment. So Scott, before we dive into the match preview... Give us a little bit of a rundown as, as to what you are doing right now on the channel. Yeah. Uh, hi, Chess Chris. Um, basically, we were chatting before kind of the January transfer window ended and we decided to set up a series where we get everything that happened in real life and we put it into football manager of the game. And then we take over from the day of the transfer deadline window, like the night of it, and we'll see if what was done was enough to keep Newcastle in the Premier League. Um, just put up the ninth episode. Um, so we're a bit ahead of real life. It's um, it's going okay. It's it's, it's a lot it's harder go, job. It's, it it's is. a lot harder job than, okay, that, than I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> it yeah, is. It's going it's, okay. It's going okay. I think it's probably the perfect word to describe it as, mate. Just okay when it comes <laughs> to Premier League matches. But on the way to Wembley, Scott has taken Newcastle United to Wembley. Yes. So... Um, you will be able to tune into those, anybody who is watching or listening to the audio podcasts. Um, I am also joined by Ian and Daryl. Daryl, those flowers are still blossomed behind you, mate. Is, it, <laughs> is that a new bunch or is that the same bunch from last week? Well, I'm, I'm beginning to think they might be fake. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think there is actually water in the vase, so they're definitely real. So they're doing well. Maybe that's all part of the fakeness, mate. Trickery of the mind. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. <laughs> How are you, mate? You well? I'm very well, mate. Yeah, um, it was. I, I still can't explain what happened on on Sunday down at Spurs. You know, the the atmosphere was a bit weird. You know, we covered it on Monday night during during your West Smiling Faces podcast. Um, it just felt a bit weird, and obviously the second half it was just was just collapsed. Really, um, a little bit concerning, yeah. Um, but you know, the lads have got it. I have faith in the lads and in Eddie to turn it around, and hopefully we'll start with three points tomorrow night. Yeah. Um- Ian, I'm going to ask you how you are as well, mate. I'm not going to miss you out. How are you? I'm great, mate. Yeah, life's good at the minute. Life is good. My back's not, but uh, life is. <laughs> great. Good to hear, mate. Let's just jump straight into it. Um, I'll, I'll stick with you, Ian. Um, yep. Obviously, the, the back of that, that Spurs roll, that second half. Unlike the, the recent Newcastle United, which we have seen, um, very shaky at the back. Uh, Dan Byrne tied an absolute nuts for majority of that 45 minutes, if not all of the, the, those those final 45 minutes. Not a single player, I think, apart from Bruno, who made that that um, appearance as a substitute, gets any credit from that game for me. I'm not sure what your thoughts on that, mate. Uh, it was just a really bad day at the office, wasn't it? Um, you're right in saying sort of it's nothing how we've looked under Eddie Howe, uh, especially recently. I thought we've... Although the first... I think the first... 
20 minutes, I know they had a lot of the ball um, and I thought we looked very compact, mm. uh, very difficult to break down. It just sort of kept going back into um, their centre-halves, sort of middle of the pitch. But yeah, very, very bad day at the office. Um, and like you say, no one really came away with any credit. Um, but agree with Daryl, I hope. I think the lads and, and sort of the mentality that they've shown over the last couple of months and already how they're able to, to, to quote a famous uh, famous pass manager, dust themselves on, uh, roll their sleeves up and go again. Yeah, um, it, that, that was the third defeat on the bounce mind. Um, momentum's well and truly gone now. What we had going, obviously, before that, that upset at Chelsea. I'm saying upset because we should have won that game, really. Um, Scott, go, going into this game, this is a, a tricky one coming up against Wolves. Wolves' away record is very good uh, this season. And Wolves are one of those teams that go under the radar, I would say, quite a lot. You don't realise how good they are until you come up against them. And you think, actually, these these can actually play some football. Yeah, I think it's the sort of team we're so used to being like, say, a championship and lower down. And you're thinking, that's ah, Wolves. But they're a really good teammate. They are. They are. And... Um... You know, they came up what the season after we did, and we knew from the championship how good they could play. And I think they took everyone in the Premier League by surprise, getting back to back seventh places. Mm. And then I think I think they got into Europe, and then they had a poor season when they got to Europe because they didn't have the squad like so many teams have. Um, Similar but this season, yeah, mm. I know it's um, it's they're surprising wolves. They they you you think are oh, they, they've. You know, they sold uh, Adam Traore and everyone thinks, oh, that was our star player. But actually, if you speak to Wolves fans, he was hot and cold, very much like our own St. Maximum, actually. Um, he was He's hot and cold week in, week out. You don't know what you're going to get from him. So it, it's it's a funny one with Wolves because you don't know what to expect from them because they'll either tear through you and just dominate the entire game or they'll sit back and they'll actually not get many shots off. They'll not score many goals. But they're so solid at the back that breaking them down is going to be a difficult task. And I do just hope that we can maybe provide Chris Wood with a bit more service mm. to what he's had in the past because he does like a goal against Wolves. Player who's came under huge early. criticism, I would say, um, mm-hmm. for, for a number of weeks now. Um, yeah. But since I'll probably say since the that defeat v Chelsea, and you knew the fans were going to start a turn because. Previously, we were picking up results with Chris Wood in the team. And obviously, he wasn't scoring goals. But it doesn't matter if the rest of the team are scoring goals. But now, because he is your your sole striker, arguably, um, people have started to start nitpicking, I would say, at Chris Wood, Scott. Are you in agreement? Uh, I'm, in, I'm in an agreement that people are nitpicking. I don't think he's maybe he's justifying the criticism he's getting. I do get the point of, you know, he's the striker, he should be scoring goals. Yeah, fair enough. That's at the end of the day, if you look back, you know, at the history books or whatever, that's what he's going to be judged on. But week in, week out, he's putting a shift in, he's winning those long balls. You know, sometimes when Dubravka's just hoofing it upfield because there's mm. nothing really else to do, he's winning that second ball, knocking it down. There's no one next to him. That's a problem. And there's no one to run onto it. You saw it get the um at the villa game, the home game a long time ago. He's winning tons of those aerial battles, but St. Maximum was just nowhere near him. To do that, and then the one one or two times it actually come off was when we looked a real threat. So it's it's very much like how Joe Linton was kind of set up. You know, people were like, "Oh, well, he's a striker; he should be scoring goals." But actually, if you watch Joe Linton in the past, 
he's not a striker, but he was putting in some okay performances, just not getting in the box, not getting the goals, but he was actually winning the ball, making these decent runs, running with the ball really well. Uh, and then obviously we all know what happened with him. So maybe we should play Chris Wood instead of Chris Wood. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what I was going to follow up with. I was going to say the difference is we know for fire well that like Chris Wood is a striker. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's down on lack of service uh, and those opportunities. And you you sent a comment in last week when we recorded a podcast saying that the, the three goals he scored for New Zealand were, were all headed goals. Um, I'm not even sure if I've ever seen him put his head towards the ball in regards of a goal scoring opportunity and you guys are like it's normally just to, to win the, the ball or hold it up it, it was Darryl, only on Sunday the only oh, sorry, um, carry on. Yeah. The, sorry the, the only decent ball we put in the box was after he went off the pitch yeah and he was like if he was on the pitch he would be all over that mm. Daryl you, you obviously went down to, to the capital and you were at the Spurs game uh, watched that absolute mauling mate what changes are you hoping to see? Are you, are you hoping to, to see change in that starting eleven going into the, the Friday night game against Wolves? Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily hoping to see changes. I think Eddie might be inclined to. We've heard today in his press conference that he thinks Joe Willock's got a bit of an injury with his knee, so he's a possibility where he could come out and maybe Bruno could come in. Um, we may even see Sean Longstaff come in if Joe Linton's not quite up to scratch as well. Um, and again, you have to wonder if he didn't how catch COVID at the Sam Fender gig last well... night, mate. I'll tell you that <laughs> it's a bit too close to a match day for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dan Burning trip, yeah, from from Tuesday night as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wonder if he might try and match Wolves because I think Wolves are still playing with a three at the back, and obviously we have the capability of doing that as well. Arguably, he should have possibly done that at Spurs on Sunday, and like he did at Chelsea in the game previous. Um, but, like I say, I, I trust him to make the right choices. And I think if we do see changes, it'll probably be more in the middle of the park in midfield. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you as well. Um, I think Bruno has to get a start. He, he really does. I, I think it's time that the tables start turning now and you start introducing him into that starting eleven rather than coming on as a sub and, and trying to change the game. He's trying to change the game at the weekend. And he did well when he came on, but had already been defeated at that point when Bruno yeah. comes on. Um, I'm not sure if you, you feel the same, Ian, but Bruno, for me, has to be in that starting 11. I think so, yeah. I think he showed his quality um, in the games that he's played for. Uh, obviously, he's he's went away and done well again. Um, and especially with uh, sort of Joe Willick looking like he's going to miss out, I think it's a, a perfect opportunity for him to start. Um, but interesting to see, because I think when he when he was starting, it was obviously in place of the likes of Joe Linton and Shelby. So it'll be very interesting to see how he links up with the, the midfield that we've already had. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I think you, you can tell he's he's sort of just a different sort of level of, of player that we've got at the minute. And you need to start start utilising him. Obviously, it's his first what sort of half season in, in the Premier League. It's a completely new league for him. Mm. Um, he's still very, very young. Um, but you can just tell he's he's got that level above sort of what we do have at the minute. So definitely get him in the squad and see see what you can do. I'll stay with you, Ian. Do you think Eddie Howe has handled his transition into the Premier League well? Uh, yes, if I'm honest. Um, I, I know sort of a lot of fans were, were calling calling them to get into the into the, the starting lineup straight away. Um, I think so. When we went on, we run of games. Obviously, I've always been the opinion if if you've got a winning formula, you don't change it. Yeah. But he, so I think I remember at the time he came out and said like he's he, he wants him just to sort of almost watch and learn the game first mm-hmm. before playing it. Um, but I think I think he has done done very very well in terms of managing 
Um, and then sort of given his chances, I think it was his first start against Southampton. He's seen the shift that he put in there, got his first goal. Um, against Chelsea, obviously started, but I think I was saying the other week, we're seeing a different side of his game. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Eddie Howe, he's, he's managed it very, very well. Yeah. Just looking at the changes, I always find that, I mean, after a, a drubbing like that, you would expect changes. But I've literally always, what what's happened is my opinion, Eddie Howe does the exact opposite, which is why I'm not a football manager. Um, so I wouldn't, I don't expect a lot of changes other than enforced changes on uh, tomorrow mm. night. So every single podcast that I seem to do at the minute, whether it's a match preview, a match reaction, all the smiling faces podcast or whatever it may be, even extra time mentioned this. Alan St. Maximum Scott, he said that basically that what he was tweeting out is that he's going to let the football do the talking for him. Um, does he start for you on Friday night? Are you under the impression that Alan St. Maximum is our best player and no matter how bad his form is, you start him. I don't know if I, I'm not under the impression that he's our best player. He's one of them. He's certainly up there. Um, if he's fit, you have to start him. Like, I'm talking 100% though. I don't think he's anything like that. Is that form? Kind of weird. I think so because he's, he's, like we mentioned earlier about Adam Traore, he's so hot and cold. Mm. This could be the game where he has an absolute worldie. And you've got to My... take that risk. My, my, I understand people's stance on this, but but my opinion on this is what sort of example does that set for the likes of the players that are hoping to get in their team, thinking I'm grafting my arse off when when I'm getting the opportunity, I'm doing well. Why is he continuously out of form if he's unfit, if he's injured, whatever it might be? Why is he still getting that place ahead of me? That's what worries me. And and obviously a prime example of that is Murphy. Murphy done okay. Probably better than okay when he came in. He, he done pretty well. And and if I'm him now, I'm thinking, will I ever get me chance? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not Murphy's biggest fan and I, I make no, no bones about that. I don't think he's really Premier League quality um, for the job that we need him to do when it comes to defending. He, he kind of put a tackle in. He really kind mm. of put a tackle on. But saying that, he puts it maximum on the pitch. Apart from maybe once on Sunday, he's not tracking back. Um, yeah. The difference is what you're Murphy's, saying, and, and, Murphy's a body in, in defence when needs be, whereas is. yeah. isn't there. Absolutely. No, I, I, get what you, I get what you're saying there, but I, I still think that you've got to play your best 11. Yeah. If your best 11 are fit, you've got to play them, and it, it doesn't matter who they are. You know, form's temporary, and, and you know that he's got something there. His inconsistency really annoys us, and he's one of those players. And I think, you know, love him a bit, but like sometimes you just like just pass the ball or just 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 you know do something different than trying to take on yeah. five men at a time. But yeah, for me, he he, he starts if he's fit, and then, like mm. but like I say, he has to be. It has to be one hundred percent. It can't be anything less other than otherwise you don't start him. I'm still, I'm still of the mindset that perhaps maybe it's the head injury. That he suffered early on in that game, maybe he's not clattered. Like he got clattered, like, absolutely. Cl- and you could see he was seeing stars. Like he, he was a bit drowsy. Maybe he shouldn't have continued. Maybe that affected his performance. I don't know. Like the only person who knows that is Alan Saint Maximum. But from what we've seen in the past, he can take a take a beating. Like he get he gets kicked all over every single game. I just wonder if if you don't play him, does that take 
does that provide more of a shock to the opposing team and get them riled up going, well, he's not playing. We've got we've got a better chance now than we had done if he was on the pitch. Like it's a two way street when it comes to the mentality side of it. So it's a tough call, and you know, I wouldn't like to be in Eddie House shoes to to make that call. Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't want my words to be twisted because I I know people start twisting words on this, but I'm not saying Jacob Murphy should start ahead <laughs> of, of Alan St. Maxman because I know somebody will come in with a comment like that. I'm saying that what sort of of, of not example, but but it, it's. If I'm if I'm Jacob Murphy and say Maxwell is basically his position, um, he is going to be in that spot. And, and you're thinking, what what more do I need to do to get in that team? And and I'm a huge say Maxwell fan. I really am. And but like I said, it, it's great what you were saying, Scott, about form being temporary. Some of the, the top class players in the world, they'll have three great games. Then they'll have one bad one. Recently, at the moment, we're seeing more bad than good from Saints. Um, and, and that's what worries me. I had a fantastic first half of the season, Daryl. He redid even last season. And he, he was probably him and Callum Wilson, the reasons why we are still in this Premier League. Uh, of course, they are. And you can't take that away from them. But he needs to pull his finger out, Daryl. He has to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lot of pelters coming out from the away end on Sunday down at Spurs as well. And it's not that we have anything against Alan St. Maxman. You know, it's the same with every player. We get on your back, and I would say this to a player directly if they were watching, hopefully, uh, but <laughs> we get on your back because we care so much and we just want you to do well for us. That's the only reason that we ever get on somebody's back. We never really hate a player that plays for us. It's just because we're that passionate about the club and about you that we want you to do well for us. And I totally agree with everything that Scott was saying there. You know, as we've seen like in the Chelsea game, He's, as, as much as you would think that Alan St. Maxman would be the perfect impact sub, he's just not. Because he takes a little bit of time to grow into games. So he's got to start for me tomorrow. Um, and I also agree that if he's 100% fit, then that's even better. But I would say maybe if he was 70 to 90%, then you could at least get maybe an hour out of him and then make a change later on. I also think that you probably might not get maximum performance out of him, but because he's such a live wire and such a spark, that he might just come up with those odd little bits of creativity that will get him through on goal and, and create a chance for the team. And the best thing we've seen does, apart from his skills and his trickery and things like that, is he takes two players out of a game every single time. He, he takes two players. When he's on the attack, you see that sometimes even three players around Saint. And I think he did learn from a few lessons that, that maybe Eddie Howe's brought up to him, is that he was passing the ball more against Spurs, he was getting himself in these positions and thinking, I, I can't go anywhere here. And he was passing the ball. And that's what we've been asking for for a long time. In those positions, pass a move. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to start... In fact, before we go around with predictions, Scott, I know you've got the recent uh, results from World, yeah. uh, Wolves' point of view. Um, yeah. What's been like the last last five games for Wolves? Uh bit hot and cold. Um, just like Spurs then. Two defeats so. in, in three wins. And I mean, if you look at their three wins, they beat Watford 4-0, they beat Everton 1-0, and they beat Villa 2-1. Their two defeats came against Leeds and Palace. They did have a man sent off against Leeds. So, you know, and that that's obviously going to benefit us because he's still suspended. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like Neves I said before, and are out, aren't they? Yeah, yes, two, that's two right. important players are out, which I said in the, this morning in the WhatsApp group, like that that is great for us. Hmm. Like 
them two not playing. Yes, they've still got some good players, but that that's a bo- that's a big Brucey bonus for us if uh, that's <laughs> going through. And I don't mean I don't mean SB when I say Bruce. That, that <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean they've been really they've been quite inconsistent. But then you look past that, they got beat off West Ham, they got beat off Arsenal, um, they beat Leicester, they beat Tottenham. So like you don't know what's gonna turn up. It's it's gonna be a really tough game. Um, and I think I mentioned this earlier, like with Wolves, you either get a dominant performance and they don't score many goals mm. or they'll stand back and they'll score a couple of goals. Like, it's a really weird one with Wolves. Ian, we, we need a reaction. We, we definitely need a reaction from that game. It's been a long time since we, we've taken an absolute hiding like that. Like we've seen similar to, to and we mentioned this on Monday night's recording on the podcast, very similar to Pardew days where no. you, you would just capitulate. Defeat. Yeah, as soon as you concede the second yeah, you do, you're done, and it's just damage limitation after that, and they just walk through. It's, they weren't even trying, I suppose, <laughs> at one point. In the very, half. it was very similar to the Leicester game, I thought, um, just before Christmas. I think that's probably the, I think that's probably the last time we we shipped in as many like as many goals. Mm. Um, for for tomorrow night's game, it's uh, Wolves is always a tricky one, but again I agree with what Scott said they are very hot and cold at the minute but I agree with what you say they, they do go under the radar and you you don't really realize how good of a team they are until until you start to come up against them um the last I think the last two seasons has been one one draws as well me a um, habit oh one one draws mate absolute habit I think even down their place not the the game this season but I think a couple of couple of seasons in a row it's been one one. Um, and to be honest, I would take that just to stop yeah. the rot of of three defeats in a row. Um, obviously, the it's the Spurs one. I mean, I hope it's just a blip, and I think it's just a case of coming back from the international break. You you don't really have much momentum from from anything, but um, I definitely I, I think it'll probably be a draw. I'm going to mm. go one one. If I'll I'll stay with you, Ian. If if you get a point against against Wolves on Friday night, there um, does that. Are you in the impression that one more win, so so three points, and more yeah, will be all so right? I was. I mean, I haven't haven't looked at the table properly since uh, obviously the the Burnley game last night. But I think I think we're, I think we're seven. We're seven, still seven points. Here, I think so. Realistically, that would mean Burnley would have to win three games just to overtake when hope we don't and, pick up and the rest, mate. And yeah, the, and the other teams mm-hmm. below. Um, it, wait, exactly. Um, because I think before that it was Watford, and I think we won nine points. I want to say, mm. um, with a better goal difference, that would mean that they would have to win half their games remaining. I personally think we're safe already, but obviously you can't sort of rest on your laurels. It'll be yeah. a case of, I think if we pick up, because we've got, I think we've got three home games now. Haven't we've got um, Wolves, yeah, we've got three on the bounce, yeah. Wolves, Leicester, and... Leicester and Palace midweek. I think if you're taking four points out of them, it's a fairly decent return, especially after three defeats in a row. And I think that is pretty much guaranteed safety. Mm. So I'm hoping for a point tomorrow night. Um, that's sad snap your hands of it, like I say, just to stop the rot and then take a bit of confidence into the, your next couple of games at home. That's a good point. Um, a one-one draw, I think most fans will probably snap your hand off. Um, come to you, Daryl. What's your predictions for the game? Well, despite saying something about three points for tomorrow earlier, I do actually think um, it would be a 1-1 draw tomorrow as well. Um, I've said to a few people today that four points from the three games, as we've alluded to already, is key. 
and we'll probably guarantee we're safety. How we get those four points out of those three games remains to be seen, but I would certainly take a point starting tomorrow. Great. Scott? Um, yeah, I'm in agreement. I think it might be two all. Um, I'm, I think there'll be a couple of goals. There's normally a good couple of goals in, in these games. I think I saw a stat earlier the day that in the 13 Premier League games we've had, there hasn't been a single clean sheet. So it's probably going to be nil-nil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'll go, I'll go two all. as well. And, I'll take no nil I um anything to save that goal difference. Um I do think you know we're going on about the next three. We've got Norwich after after yeah. the uh, Palace game. So actually it's the next four games because the three after that you've got Liverpool, Man City and and Arsenal. So we mm-hmm. want to be safe oh, aye. by then. Um I did have the other hand, but you can't see it it's off screen. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I think looking at the other teams and looking at what they they've got to play as well. Everton have got a stinker of a of a run up. Horrible run. It's absolutely shocking. Burnley actually have the best best run up of a lot of them. And I think Burnley might surprise and be safe. And it's going to be between Everton and Leeds, who are going to be the two who might struggle. Uh, Leeds have got a really bad run up of games as well. Um, and so do Watford. So mm. I'm thinking I'm of the opinion that we're safe already, but four more points for me is that tip of the iceberg where we'll be, yeah, done. That's that's nice. So I was the only one on on last week's recording that thought Newcastle would be on the end of a defeat against Spurs. I think there was a few years a bit overconfident when it came to, to that performance and what we're Hand expecting. Up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think we I think we'll get three points on a Friday night. I, I really do. I think we'll get three points. I think that we will have to see a, a reaction from that Spurs game. And I know I've sat here at the very start and said Wolves are a very good team. But we've got threat in that team as well. And Wolves will probably be looking at Newcastle and thinking, despite losing three games on the bounce, before that, they went nine games unbeaten with some fantastic performances in there. And looking over the, the games against Chelsea and Everton, what, what in that game throughout, probably more so than the, the teams that went on got all three points. So I think Wolves have to look at us as well and, and be worried and cautious for um, our, our lads as well. So I think I, I'm going to go with a 2-1. Newcastle United win, and I think we'll leave it till pretty late on to, to do that. Um, once again, I just want to see it, those, those that are going to the game. And then I said, our crowd, and it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. You can just see it coming a mile off now. I'm not sure. I'm pretty confident that the War Flags lads will have something arranged. They were putting some some posts out earlier. Yeah. yeah. So so they'll, they'll obviously get the atmosphere up there. And I think even if we go a goal down, as always, like we've seen this season, stick by the lads. We've seen them come back into the game so many t- times this season when we go a goal down. Um, but I-, I think we'll be all right. I, I really do. Um, I know a stat came out earlier in the week that Newcastle have, have, was it lost the most points from a winning position or something ridiculous like yeah. that. So, so as much as I'm confident saying if we go a goal down, if we go a goal up, that's not game over. We've seen that so many times. <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm going to go for a 2-1 and as always get, I, want, I want Chris Wood on that score sheet just to take the critics off his back a little bit to yeah. ease that up um, but yeah unless you've got anything else to, to add to this well, one actually yeah so it's our first it's going to be our first home game in I think in about six weeks so I think the mm. crowd will really be up for it so I think you're right Chris I think you'll have a massive advantage for us tomorrow again mm. with your war flags and, and, and things like that so I really 
do and the feel fact like everybody's going to the pub at like three o'clock that yeah <laughs> yeah and under the lights under the lights on a weeknight what what more could you want um i think the place will be rocking tomorrow night and i'm really looking forward to seeing how we get on yeah uh, thanks very much boys it's been a pleasure as always fingers crossed that we'll come Absolutely. away with three points but like ian said i think everybody will snap your hand off for one at the minute just to get over this line this season stay in the premier league for next season see what happens on the back of that but yeah been a pleasure i'll see you next time thanks guys see you later hey, bye. Cheers. Podcast Network.